Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Furio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by a guy wearing a bad things happen in Philadelphia t-shirt purchased under a downtown overpass. What's up, Gene? Hey, this is Gene Zilek. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at producer Gene and you can find the show at Potadelphia. And yeah, man, like it's a little snug, but um, (laughs) you know. If it just survives like two washes, I think it'll be worth the ten bucks I dropped on it. Yeah, those are like sandpaper on the skin, though. You know. Well, there there are definitely some thin spots where if you stand in the sunlight, you can see right <laughs> through to my pasty whiteness. Yo, all right. So we are. I don't know. I'm hopped up on coffee uh, right now, and just sheer adrenaline from the uh, from the end of the Eagles 49ers game. This is. I mean, we are recording at 1146. This game ended, like, can't be more than five minutes ago. Yeah, this is a uh, rawest of raw nerves. And, yo, Philadelphia, you you have a first-place football team. Yeah, You're I mean. One, two, and one Eagles are in sole possession of first place. Doug is uh, starting to look like a genius now with that tie, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that sneaky, sneaky tie. So here's the situation. <laughs> to put the to put a little perspective uh, on this, if the season were to end right now, the one, two, and one Eagles would have a home playoff game, uh, a division championship banner to hang in the stadium, and a shitty draft pick. <laughs> yeah, that's and that might be the worst, <laughs> the worst of the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, like, where do you want to start with this game? Because it was quite. I mean, this was not. This is not the conversation I expected to be having tonight. That would go. That could pretty much be the the video box cover of the 2020 Eagles season if it were to end today. Not the conversation I expected to be having. (laughs) Um. I, I think a good place to start. Whatever it takes, dude. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Dude. Uh, a good place to start might be, uh, you know, sort of the the media uh, leading up to this week. Uh, were you were you privy to any any sports talk this week? Have you did you indulge in any in any lead up? Well, no, and I, I'll tell you why. Uh, you have a miracle Nick Foles comeback last week uh, for the Bears, and I just know that. <laughs> with Wentz struggling, Foles, you know, rearing his ugly head, you know, for another team with another like Nicky Magic situation, it was just going to be insufferable. Like I just, I, I basically just checked to see which new Eagle was not going to be available to play in this game. Got more discouraged, and then I don't know, made chilly today. Like that was like m- m- my whole thought process. Did you listen to sports talk? Now, and honestly, I will say that a lot of it came more like midweek when there was some other news to try and uh, to stay up on, you know, uh, not to completely disavow the fact that the other teams exist. Uh, Matt Klintak is not the general manager of the Phillies currently, and, and the Sixers hired a new coach. So there was some things that I wanted to actually get news on this week. But, uh, you know, oddly enough, when I would check in the sports radio, most of the time, it was still the Eagles that were being discussed. What the vibe I WIP got? WIP and the fanatic are not where you go to get news. No, I know that. I just happened to be in the car and couldn't sit on Twitter. <laughs> um, but um, the 
the the my big takeaway from the conversation was for the most part nobody even anybody in Philadelphia thought that the Eagles were going to win this game that that was my take my my takeaway uh there was no like you know your 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 Mayfair diner uh homer that was just like well you know you know we could well, pull it I, out I, there's two there were two takes i heard a lot this week it was like um of course this will be the game they win. That's a conversation we we hear quite a bit. You know, lose to the teams that you are supposed to beat and then have a Jekyll and Hyde on a on a primetime game. You know, was it 2 years ago where we did that against the Rams and it came it just came out of nowhere. It was like And last year terrific. to a certain degree we did it to, to we did it to Green Bay. We went into Lambeau. It was last year. We went into yeah. Lambeau and won yep. on a, I think it was on a, on a Monday night. And then the other the other case that was made this week was how banged up San Francisco was. Uh, and, you know, how, whatever your injuries are, uh, if your quarterback isn't available, that's the most painful one. Yeah. And I mean, we got to see both of uh, San Francisco's other quarterbacks. Um, but honestly, yeah. if you're San Francisco, all you really need is George Kittle. Um, you know what I mean? Like to a certain degree, I'm not going to have you're not going to see me cry any tears for San Francisco's offense because George Kittle literally could do whatever he wanted tonight. It was just a yeah, matter of 184 yards, 184. Um, you know, f- there are fantasy uh, players just all over the world celebrating uh, his <laughs> night. Uh, they're about the only people that are happy uh, that uh, we're rooting for the Niners tonight. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Niners looked an awful lot like the Eagles of the first three weeks tonight in certain places of this game. You know, to a certain degree, they, 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 what the Eagles often do is play down to their, to their opponent. There was a a certain amount of San Francisco playing down to their opponent. And, and then, and I don't say that to, to necessarily knock the Eagles performance. I think the Eagles did things much better tonight than they did in any of the other games this season, specifically, I thought Carson Wentz had his by far his best game, you know, even in some cases, despite his best effort to by to, far his best game by by all accounts, a very average performance when you look around the league. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, by you, far his best game of the season. Yeah. I mean, if you were to, to look across at some of the other statistics, just numbers that some other quarterbacks put up in losing efforts today, they would blow your mind. But um just in a vacuum, this was progress for Carson Wentz, and I think hopefully something that he will build from. Uh, so I think that was positive. Uh, and, and like you were saying, there were definitely people that were like, well, you know, this will definitely be the, the game they win. But they said it like with their tongue so firmly planted in their cheek. I honestly don't think that there was anybody that really believed that there was any hope for the Eagles to go into San Francisco tonight and win this game. And, you know, there wasn't a lot, you know, all day as I was, you know, getting myself ready for this game. Uh, I hate Sunday night games more than almost any of the other primetime games because you literally have to, like, you know, watch all these other teams play and be done. And then, you know, at least Monday feels a little special. Sunday just feels like a drag. Um, But, you know, as I'm watching other games and seeing other scores, I'm like, man, you know, San Francisco could put put up thirty five or forty points on us, and I don't I don't know if we're going to score on this defense. It it just felt like a quite a Herculean task to go all the way across the country. Uh, you know, to a certain degree, there was a point today where I was wondering if I was going to wake up and the entire NFL 
was going to be closed. Um, I, I, I'll tell you, in, in all the years I've been playing fantasy football, and I hate to bring this up, but it was interesting, I have never received more emails about instructions on how to substitute uh, players <laughs> before a game um, than I did this week. I, I, it was to a point where I was like, I'm just leaving my lineup exactly the way it is. I don't care who plays. I really don't care. <laughs> Whatever. If, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, fine. It's not like whatever garbage quarterback I have on the bench is going to do any better anyway. Um, but, like, it was just insanity. As Every time I looked on Twitter, another Tennessee Titan had gotten uh, gotten sick. Uh, you yeah, know, and then, you, you know, we'll, we'll just talk about that for a second. You never know. You know, baseball's – so you have the two teams, the two leagues that bubbled up. You have hockey, you have basketball. They bubbled up. Everything was fine. Uh, baseball and football are the two that are not in a bubble – uh but you know baseball had that flexibility it's like well shit you'll just play two weeks of seven inning double headers and we'll get through this somehow football that's i don't know how they're gonna figure out how to play these games or they're gonna have to play them with guys that were on their practice squad and do you have to uh, will teams have to start bubbling the practice like keeping the practice squad totally away from the main club just so there's no chance of a spread that would cross contaminate. I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this. Right. Thing. And I mean, like, are you going to have a 53 man taxi squad? Like it, it's just insane. And, and yeah. the thing is, you know, with baseball, you saw that we had several different, you had that Marlins outbreak early in the season, but then there was the, the Cardinals had a brand outbreak and, and you had yeah. s- different events where different teams sort of had these, these things go through. And like you said, with baseball, it's easy. It's a little more easy to have some flexibility and, and play double headers and stuff like that with football. If there's another situation like this, where a team has to be shut down for uh, a week, you know, if you lose 20 players or, or, or even 15 players again, um, I, I, you're going to be out of bye weeks. You're going to be starting to talk about extending the season, I guess, to try to make these games up. Uh, and all- or, or, or you just say, Hey, Titans, Sorry for you, man. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to play. You know, you're gonna. You're gonna wasn't to... it? Wasn't it the the Nashville team in MLS? Uh, yeah, I they think got it, booted from the tournament. I think it was. I think it was. What, what are you doing, Nashville? Yeah, Come on. I, I mean, I, I I guess the maybe Athens of the South. All the all the country music, I guess probably just they have to go out and boots. So and much boogie. singing, singing, yeah. singing. All the uh, karaoke. That's that's got to be what it is. You but got it, too many rose gardens yeah. uh, in Tennessee, apparently. Yeah. So, but I, you know, that's one of those things. Like, just this whole week has been so bizarre because you're following all of these, these sort of uh, ancillary yeah. storylines that are sort of secondarily affecting the Eagles. Uh, and then finally, you get to today, and finally, you get to tonight, and you you, you get the game up and going. And um, you know, to start the game, it was the rare a time it feels like that the Eagles got to play offense first. Um, you know, it feels like forever. Three and out, though. Yeah, of course. Right. But that's – they, they go three and out, but then they hold San Francisco, I guess, the three and out. It, it yeah, felt but... like it was sort of like a feeling out process early in the game. I didn't th- – there wasn't any any big, splashy play early, like in that first series, couple of series of downs. But, um, you know, then I guess Eagles draw first blood. And I guess probably the first thing we could talk about is – Doug's decision to go for two after that initial touchdown in the first quarter um, certainly made the math interesting later in the game. Uh, but had that failed, oh boy, 
um, probably would be the main thing we're talking about if if we lose this game by 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 one or something. Uh, well, I was excited because I had eight seven in my box pool, uh, my Sunday night football box pool, which I didn't think was going to pan out. Wow, hey, that's uh, a nice thing to to have. That's pretty a aggressive number. doing a box pool for just a week week four football game, right? Yeah. yeah. Was go it, hard. Is, is it just you versus him? It's just... <laughs> got a lot of numbers if, if that's the him. <laughs> I I had all the squares actually. <laughs> um, you can't lose. But I I don't know. I I'm going to I'm going to say that it was an unnecessary risk. I personally would not have done it, but make it or don't make it, you definitely change the complexity of the rest of the game. Do you think that at some point during the week, there was a conversation amongst the, um, I guess the offensive coaches and they said, listen, if we can get, if we can get a touchdown first, we're going to go for eight and, and sort of force them to play more aggressive, maybe to make, make some mistakes, uh, maybe try to keep. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Probably. Like, and it's an interesting theory. And um, much like, Fourth, how fourth and Doug has swept the league. Um, I wonder if it's going to become. Obviously, the Eagles are going to have to have much more success doing this and doing it more often. Right. But I wonder if it will start to become a little more in vogue uh, to do this because as soon as they lined up, I said, "Oh my, what? What is? is it, does Elliot have a an injury?" That was the only thing that that sort of crossed my mind too. Is why else would you not kick an extra point in the first quarter? Like it just doesn't. You know, there's no other points on the board. You you don't want to you don't want to walk away from from seven points. Um. Yeah. So, like that, and I wonder how the analytics work on that. Um, because I think every team probably has a couple of two point conversion plays that will basically work every time. Right. Yeah. And I think that that was one of the other things I was thinking is that Doug had a one of the things that they said on the broadcast and I did notice just watching some stuff from last week that that there was a an a, a way to exploit that 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 like RPO sort of move that they had where they you know you fake the handoff and then the the quarterback kind of slips past the tackle that they scored the first touchdown on so uh I wasn't surprised to see that play come out early uh and then maybe Doug thought that he had a, a another counter move there uh like a real high percentage chance and uh, and liked his odds there, so that it was it was interesting. The other th- thought that I had was, you're a team that is oh two and one. Why why not? Like what? Right. Like, and like no one expects you to win this game, right? So why why not? Why not try and do something that's going to put um, that's going to put San Francisco sort of on their on their back yeah. Foot. I mean to equate it to baseball, you know. Uh, we're we're gonna put pressure on the defense. We're going to, you know, steal. We're going to be aggressive. We're gonna ma- make you have to make a play uh, to stop us. So I, I don't know. I hated it at the time. Sitting back and looking at it now, I still don't like it. I would have kicked it, uh, but it would have changed the direction of the game later on. So I was very happy to have that extra point. So what yeah. do I know? Yeah, there's what the you hell know- do I know? Even late in the game when they went for the fourth and. Uh, what was it like? Fourth and three or f- fourth and four? Yeah, yeah. I, think I was, was going to and... kick the field goal, and let's let's keep fighting here. Um, 
so again, like, what do I know? I, I've evidently I am too ultra conservative. I don't know when I got this conservative. It must have been when I turned forty. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, it's it's one of those double edged swords because if you've the the rest of the year kind of leading up to this, it seems like every gamble that Doug had tried to take had failed. Um, and we had even said we, we, we were. We <laughs> but were anybody sh- who knows anything about gambling is that's you got to do the negative progression, man. You got to right. keep double down until you get even. And that's what Doug's doing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we faulted him for not punting. We faulted him in the Bengals game for punting. Um, you know, he's he's taken these these fourth down chances and they've they've not worked out. Uh, it does seem like in this game in particular, either he sort of just really had the math behind him or um you know he he had a little bit of luck uh but it seems like Doug's managed to pull the the right strings and when if we've learned anything it's we we've learned that his uh aggression and to a certain degree has not been tempered yeah yeah um what did you think of the defense uh the defense overall and then our our defense sort of towards the end of the game when Bethard came in. I liked the amount of pressure it seemed like for at least in certain stretches of the game that the, the defensive line got. They got some very big sacks in both both quarters, and that was one of those things that we've kind of been waiting for the defensive line to to sort of play up to what we were expecting them coming into the season. They were supposed to be the strength of of the defense, one of the strengths of the entire team was the defensive line was supposed to be able to, to even take on some of the better offensive lines in the league and still get pressure and still uh, hold teams to uh, very <coughs> low yardages and runs. Um, but wow. um, five I, sacks, though, and, and some of those sacks were pretty timely. Yeah, yeah, they were real clutch. Uh, so, you know, and I don't know, a lot of them were, were dialed up out of, if they were blitzes, they weren't like all out blitzes. You know, I didn't see you know, the, the house get brought too often. Um, and that's not really the style of this defense is to bring, bring the house. Um, you know, they really need to be able to get generate pressure through, through the down linemen. I will say that by the time we got into the end of the game, it's, it was the kind of defensive strategy that we've seen the Eagles go into and we have seen them get torched, you know, sticks, baby. I, I Six hate, defense. I hate that style of defense. I would prefer, especially when you have that. They had defensive momentum. They had gotten a two massive uh, turnovers to sort of flip this game, and then to sort of go into a shell uh, against what you're. You're at this point. You're at a bat. You've got a backup quarterback, and then you've got a backup backup quarterback that you're you're lining up against. You know, there's a reason why the guy was third on the depth chart. You know, he, he's he's going to make yeah. mistakes, and you've got to force that. Look. I mean, I, I never like changing the defense uh, to, you know, play a prevent. But you got the third string quarterback coming off the bench. He probably got no reps or very limited reps during the week. Why would you say, okay, you're in now. I'm not going to put any pressure on you uh, and let you throw underneath the entire second half of the fourth quarter uh, and just, you know, gain as much momentum and confidence as you want. I'm here for you. Well, I'm going to support you. The other thing is you're looking at a squad that that's going to throw a tight end at you that pretty much outmatches all of your linebackers, and you're not bringing enough help 
uh, in coverage. So if you're not, if you can't cover him, the only way to beat that is you have to get to the quarterback before he throws it, which means you're going to have to increase the pressure. So by that being said, it, that being said, we won, so I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> I guess I'm hoping that um, you know, in the future, uh, I would love, I would rather see us <laughs> stay a little bit more hungry, stay a little more aggressive. Uh, especially against a team like, I don't know, like the Giants, you know, a team that you're going to see a similar quality probably of uh, of, of quarterback play. Um, I'm ripping on Daniel Jones for no reason really at all, but, um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you we're going to be in this position again. This is not a team that's going to bury anybody. So, um, you know, if you're going to win, you're going to probably be in close games. So I, I would like to see the defense. I, I, I'm always more in favor of, of a defense going down fighting rather than watch a defense get chewed up for four minutes before giving up a game-winning drive. Okay. Looking at the schedule for the rest of the season. Um, <laughs> all right. If the Eagles beat the beat the Giants in both of those games – they they win the remaining Washington game. They beat the Cardinals and they split with the Cowboys. One, two, three, four, five. So they'll be six, nine, and one if they lose every other game. Is that okay? That, that math right? Yes. Yeah. Can that win the division? Um. <laughs> I mean, it's the kind of thing. It's like, what if the Cowboys? I mean, the Cowboys and and Washington and Dallas yeah. all have to play each other. You know what I mean? So, you know, they, they the rest of the games. I just don't know that you're gonna like. <laughs> I mean, who knows? They they surprised this year, and maybe they could beat the Steelers next week. That they got a little momentum or stuff, but you know, Ravens. I mean, essentially, the Packers, Steelers are coming Seahawks, off a bye though. Saints. Now. This is not an easy schedule. Yeah, is it at least the Saints at home? It's in it's in Philly. Okay, all right. That that is something. The Saints. The are, cutouts will be hype. Right. Yeah. I, and Drew Brees is not quite Drew Brees of old at this point. But Alvin Kamara is probably going to uh, run for two hundred yards. Like I don't want to look too far ahead, but I, I just I'm, I'm just wondering how bad we can be and still. Win I, I will say this. Three. I I will say this. I think eight wins will will win the division by a comfortable margin, probably. If you can get to eight wins in this division, you're good. Pretty interesting stuff. Hey, uh, offensive line today uh, held up pretty good, all things considered. Yeah, considering you started Mylotta, and uh, I think that dude showed some grit today. I really liked a lot of what I saw from him. I didn't see him get blown up uh, for for any real big bad plays. Uh, yeah, I think he held his own for a guy that's been playing football for three years, and uh, they've clearly drafted other players to to fill those shoes. I didn't hear what happened to Peters. Is he? Did he have something happen at practice? Or he's did he got just... a foot uh, a foot thing? I, I just he's not going to be. Just forget about Jason Peters. Okay. Like he's got. I think Jason. They should just shut him down for the season. And we need to move on with our lives. Like I, I thought we did this last year, where right. we're just like, let's just move on. Like whatever happens happens but like we just need to move on and you know my is the mountain right 
uh, like what a humongous physical oh, specimen. He is a massive, massive dude. I mean, that's a lot of meat in motion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after the snap. I, I mean, at the very least, if he can sort of get his footwork going, he just is so big to get around that only the fastest or the really like like most agile defensive linemen are going to be able to sort of get around him easily. It may be a square peg in a round hole type of situation. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, you're physically, you should be good at this, but you're not. Whatever, bang, bang that peg in. Like, right. make it work. I, I, I think he's too big to be a guard, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, he, he just is physically yeah, you can't built. can't throw over him. No, he's just <laughs> physically built to be a tackle. So I like, mean, imagine, imagine him blocking for Drew Brees, you know? Like, he would... Yeah, no, it would be, be a lot of balls but off of his dome. that's the kind of guy that, like, our smaller backs would have a lot of success running behind. Right, right. And I would love to see, like, more counterplays and stuff to him yeah. where you're where you're swinging the tight end across the formation and, uh, you know, you're seeing, like, Boston Scott sneak in, by, you know, behind him. And then all of a sudden he's 10 yards downfield. I, I don't know why they're not, like, foaming at the mouth drawing up these plays. Deuce Stanley probably has a whole – notebook of all these things that he's writing in the back of class when they're going over uh, <laughs> pass coverage. And uh, speaking of the uh, the offensive line, Jason Kelsey, go home, you're drunk. Oh my god. That was one of the most insane snaps, I think. That well, I have... there were two. Yeah, there were, there, the one at the, in the fourth quarter was at the like also least opportune time to uh, to, <laughs> to guff that, that, uh, that snap. Yeah, that was a, I mean, before um, before, what was it, Fulgham? Yeah, Fulgham. Tra before Travis Fulgham bailed us out, we were in a real nasty, like, one step forward, two steps back situation with penalties and fumbles and just – I think at one point I said, like, I, I hate this team because yeah. like, you're driving me nuts, man. Like, every time you get a little momentum, you do something soul-crushing. Well, uh, and, and to, I have to, to say, like, as much as it uh, – you know, we have the positive result – there were some very bizarre uh, late in the game play calling sequences that I, I mean, they would get these first downs and rather than just call a play, call a run play, just, you know, try and get and stay on the down schedule. Don't outthink things. They would yeah. call like a double reverse. They would call they would bring in Jalen Hurts, who would then apparently uh, this kid just cannot handle a snap. Um or or like complete a handoff. Well, he doesn't get to practice it at all. So well, I mean, if you're gonna use him in that way, like we need to we need to find a way to make like we have to have somebody else. We got a long snapper, right? Just the two of them, just you know, figure that shit out. Like if you're gonna yeah. bring this kid in, um, he, nobody's gonna worry about him if he can't be effective and put that on tape. But there were. Uh he did cause some issues. Oh yeah. And I do um, think that there is some disruption because, you know, if you have Wentz out as a wide receiver, you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know if he's going to throw it to Wentz and is Wentz going to throw it. You don't know if he's going to run it uh, and, or it could just be a straight handoff. We haven't seen him just get a snap and drop back to pass. So right. Who knows with that? Um, but there was but there a play that they drew up where they had Wentz out as a wideout, and it sort of drew a lot of attention. I think the the plan was probably to throw it over to Wentz. Wentz had been running the ball very well, and um, you know I think that the the the, ob the objective was just to figure out new ways to get the ball in Wentz's hands to move the ball forward. But um, you know that plan ended up kind of getting getting busted. But even on the busted play there, 
Hurts uh, did only, uh, even pick up four yards with that. When he has been able to complete the exchange, um, he has been able to do some positive things. And I, I really do look forward to seeing him throw. I think that once um, that gets on tape, then teams are going to have to start to respect that he's also able to to pass. Yeah, and I, uh, besides the, the Fulgham – uh am i saying his name right i think so that's the strange thing is like uh, <laughs> I don't know how, how the hell are we supposed to know as this game will forever be known as the fulgum game yeah uh my second favorite play was the fourth and one where everyone in the uh the city of san francisco knew that carson wentz was going to try to qb sneak that um and then just to kind of did carson lose- actually do the the cross the chest kill kill I think he did. Uh, did he? I think. I think. Or or did the or is that the one where they came out um, wide? There was one. No, no, play no. They that... came in bunched. They came out bunched, ready for the the QB sneak. And you know, San Francisco had ten guys uh, all in the box there. And then the he audibled to change formation. And as San Francisco was adjusting, they all came back right. and quickly snapped the ball. I mean, it's amazing they didn't get a penalty for any sort of illegal motion. Yeah, or... I imagine that they probably had worked that out. Like, yeah. so it was choreographed. Yeah, they definitely have. Um, because that is absolutely the, the sort of thing that, um, like, um, what what is that penalty called? Like, illegal motion or whatever? Uh, that's exactly what that's designed to prevent. Um, so there must be something within what they have drawn up that is – designed to mimic the the change in the formation but without throwing them them too far out of whack uh yeah and and uh the 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 only thing about that play that i didn't like was after it was over i said man that was a really clever play and then chris collinsworth said it was a clever play and i had to go um have my own crying game moment in the bathroom Because I had a similar thought to something Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, said. that is hard when you feel like you you have to venture <laughs> into that mindscape. <laughs> like you had that shared moment of you know in the ether. Uh, and then I just we don't do this very often. Uh, but referees, good game. <laughs> Other than staying on your feet, yes, good game. <laughs> I mean, try. Yeah, that was a, a new and inventive way to try to screw us out of a win. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice try, NFL. <laughs> listen, stop getting in the way of Brandon Graham, please. Uh, you know, there was the only funny the one thing was like if you watch it in slow motion, like it almost looks like Brandon Graham has stopped and is starting to go the other direction, and then suddenly the referee <laughs> goes falling down. Uh, I, you know, and I've I gotta admit I haven't watched a ton of games around the NFL. Um, but it, to me, there hasn't been a lot of pass interference. No, I have, I took, I have taken note that that it seems like pass interference, either, um, teams have really buckled down with cornerbacks to try and like instill to them, like that these are the things you can and cannot do. Or, um, the NFL was like, look, man, we just can't like, you've got to, we got to loosen it up. But like, Watching our team uh, specifically, it's so it's so much better than it has been over the past couple seasons. Jalen Jalen Hurts was or Jalen. Uh, there's so Mills. many Jalen's. Jalen Mills is a safety, and that's that's a huge thing to 
to reduce the amount of pass interference calls. You 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 move him into a position where he's not as you know so much in man cover with wide receivers, and you're going to have. I mean, teams knew they, there was a book out on him. Just throw at his direction. He yeah. will give up pass interference penalties. Uh, over you know they were they, you know even if the play wasn't going to be complete, like just let's abuse him. But I'll hey, say way, this: way uh, to make a way to turn a liability into an asset. Exactly. Uh, Maddox, I thought had a real good game. Um, he's the one that caused that uh, that fumble um, for, uh, on one of the one of the outside bl- did he, blitz. Did Maddox, did he play in this game? Uh, maybe it wasn't Maddox. It was one of the other one of the other. It was a secondary player. I thought it was Maddox. Maybe it was. A well, what, uh, what was you talking about? Like the, a forced fumble? The fumble, yeah. That. Um, you know, because the interception resulted in, a, in it was a pick six. There was a fumble that then gave us that short field that led to the led to the um, the Fulgham play. Um, <laughs> I don't. That it was, was the Avery one where, or, or uh, Avery or Wallace or something. Yeah, I don't think uh, Maddox is injured. Yeah, it was one of those one of those dudes that is back there <laughs> in the secondary. But that was uh, it was one of those things where he came he came around the uh, on a, what I think was probably a I think it was one of the safeties. So I think he probably came up and. Came on a blitz from around the around the edge and put his hat on the ball, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else about this game? Um, I think we touched on all of like the huge moments. Well, what do you what do you think about Wentz's play overall? Like, was, was there anything uh, that you saw in Wentz's play that you would say, like, you know, that was a big improvement? I like what he's doing there. It really does seem like he's. He's sort of finding some sort of a rhythm or anything. Or I think he knows now. I think there. I can almost see it in his movements or body language that he now knows when he's in deep shit. He's got to get rid of the ball and and you know get it to get it get it out of bounds at the line of scrimmage um, and live to fight another day. I can see it in his eyes going. Okay, this is when I need to do that. Uh, he doesn't always do it. And our, you know, our one turnover today was, you know, another example of hero ball. Right. Uh, which, you know, we've been complaining about all season, which, and we will continue to play about, uh, complain about it uh, unless it works. The problem is it hasn't worked much this season. The one, True. Um, the one play today that he had, uh, that was a really nice, you know, it showed a lot of escapability and on the run and a oh, pick. right. And it didn't and count. It got negated because yeah, of a penalty. It didn't count, um, which was still the right call to take the set of down. Absolutely the right call to take the first down over the yards in that situation. Um, I kind of thought, well, Doug's going to go for it on fourth anyway, so maybe you should just take the yards. But totally, we won. I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> again. Uh, but, yeah, I was calling for to, to take the first down there. Uh, so, like, that was cool to see. Um but yeah, we got to keep them on the move. Just keep keep rolling them out, um, and because he, he's he's so much more accurate when he's running. What is with that? It's it, and and it, it sort of leads into what I noticed about Wentz really in the last two games, and, and spe- specifically tonight. It, it seems like, and I don't know if this is tied to having been hurt in the past or or whatever it is, but it seems like he instead of that that move that instinct to back up he's starting again to have that instinct to when he feels pressure instead of like taking that step back first it seems like he's looking to like duck and move forward first um 
you know, the the prime example, the classic example of, of this was that Washington game where literally like seven defenders closed on him and then all of a sudden you see him emerge from underneath of them. Um, but, you know, you see a lot of like the pocket sort of form around him and start to collapse and him trying to find that hole that sort of develops between uh, the center and the guard. Uh, and he's he he can make a lot of things happen that way. You know, he doesn't always take off and, and run all the way downfield, but that's where he's sort of finding that room to get to the outside and make those throws on the run. And he is not just a little bit more accurate, a lot more accurate. Could you imagine in the, you know, you're out, you're out with Carson Wentz, you're at a bar, having a few beers, you want to go play darts and uh, Carson Wentz is like, okay, well, I I need to actually run across this (laughs) bar and throw it, you know. um, Yeah, if he stands behind the line, he can't, he can't hit it. But if he's, if he's, if he's taking like a five yard sprint. The, the offensive line played much better today the offensive Uh, line really did a lot better that may have something to do with it um i think nick bosa being out was very helpful yes absolutely (laughs) for that that cause uh i i i'm wondering what would have happened to see him lined up against um my yeah but you know my is going to get his tests this season uh oh yeah even just in our division what's that even just within the division sure yeah, you know, absolutely. There's some good ends just on the in division. Uh, so yeah, I, I all on the whole, it it feels certainly feels interesting to be in first place. Um, uh, I, I, any thoughts on what it must be like to be a Dallas Cowboy fan right now? <clears throat> well, <laughs> you know, it's got to be frustrating. Uh, obviously, you on paper you should have the best team. Um, all last season, the, the the battle cry from from the Cowboys were, it's a coaching problem. Garrett's got to go. So they made the change, and it's the same. It's the same shit. So, in my estimation, it's the players and Dak Prescott's just not really a winner. Ezekiel Elliott's just not really a winner. I mean, they put up numbers, but. I guess it was a lot of a lot of defensive issues this week, but you know, I mean, it's didn't didn't Dak put days. up almost 500 yards of offense today in a in a game? But that didn't they, they lost? have three turnovers. Too? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, you know, it's you can put up the numbers, but are you putting them up when they count? Oh, and this didn't happen against like the 2001 Los Angeles Rams either. This this happened against the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Yeah, but you're dead. But when they're getting all these yards, they're down like thirty points. Yeah. So you know it's easy to rack up yards and and stats and things like that when you're down thirty five points. Obviously, the, you know your defense is giving you everything, uh, pretty much. I don't know. I don't really care though. I it's mean, like, it's fucking great. It's fascinating because I, I don't think anybody expected much from Washington or New York, honestly. And then and then New York losing. Saquon Barkley in week one, obviously yeah. that sort of recalibrates any sort of expectation for that, for that team. Um, I don't know if Daniel Jones is the, is the answer for that team or, or not, but we'll see. Both of those teams really have still have quarterback problems, but uh, you know, Dallas on paper, um, this, this should, should not even really be a race. Uh, so it's yeah. interesting just from an Eagles perspective that, um, you know, 
are are we the team that they're going to you know regret letting hang around and hang around and hang around? Yes. Um, and I, I, I you know, I, I am We're ready, already regretting it. I am, I am ready to embrace the role of of spoiler. I am ready to embrace the role of uh, no one likes us, we don't care. You know. Um, Look, I am happy being the uh, the the prettiest horse at the glue factory, or or you know whatever, the tallest one eyed midget in the land of the blind or whatever 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 we whatever, are that's what we are whatever uh metaphor you want to ascribe to us look this year has been hell the phillies have been hell the sixers have been hell i'll take whatever we can get and if it's you know joy at the expense of the misery of cowboys fans i'm happy to take that i'll suck up whatever i can get uh, but this week i will say it, it's a it's a double, a double bubble fun week because we won <laughs> and the Cowboys lost. But I got to say, I'm much, much happier about our win than I, I am happy about a Cowboys loss. And you know, I, I don't. This is oddly enough, it's not one of those wins where I feel like, well, you know, it's all better now. You know, finally, no, 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 no. it's uh, still know, really bad. I, I still don't think that this has suddenly become a. A, a, a team that's going to go and win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to be a team that had, you know, it went to backup quarterback. You ended up playing the third string quarterback in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And when defensive player is out, uh, their, their number one offensive weapon. This was what his first week back. Yeah. So, you know, no one's thumping their chest here, right? but you know, you play who look, no one's, no one's taking away a win when they play us because we have so many injuries. So, you, you know, the the whole league can get the double middle fingers uh, as, you know, I'll take this win. It It, it is sort of uh, interesting and, and, and nice to be in a position where we can kind of be like, ah, huh. everybody thought that, uh, that we were dead this week. So uh, congratulations. Uh, you, you were wrong. I hope you didn't lay down your mortgage on, on that line tonight. Um, which I, I don't even know how high it got, but I, you know, I, I thought that we were going to be opening it like a, like a 12 and a half point dog or something like that. I don't know if it was that high, but, um, man, like, I don't know how anybody's gambling on the NFL this year. There is absolutely no way I would have any idea, um, who to pick from week to week, game to game, or whether or not the games are even going to get played. All right. So what do you want to do this week, Gene? What do you want to talk about? Matt Clentak and Doc Rivers. Hey, um, you know, I'm pretty much available every night because I don't have much of a social life. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that uh, they those are two big moves that certainly warrant uh, their own conversation. Even if yeah, we group so them maybe together. we'll spin out a, a midweek a midweek episode. But um, this this one had to be a raw nerve, all Eagles. Uh, it's you know coming up on one a.m here so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up maybe we'll get a midweek episode if not next week you know we'll talk about all of that and eagles Steelers, um and you know we'll find out who else has coronavirus yeah yeah it'll be it'll be great um all right so uh you know until until we speak again since i don't know when that that may be um if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Potadelphia. 
If you have any more time in your podcast listening week, be sure to check out the whip around for all the week's weird news. Uh, I'm sure they have lots of material all of 2020. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and until we speak again, have a great day at work, everybody. We are out of here.